The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, the Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, November 11th. We have a Thursday night football game to preview. What, what we thought was going to be a battle, I'm sure what the NFL thought when they scheduled it, was going to be a battle of two playoff contenders in the AFC is now devolved into a desperate, sad Miami Dolphins team hosting a white-hot Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens to break it all down, joining me from, from a gambling perspective and a, uh, a betting perspective, prop perspective, and, of course, a DFS perspective, Tyler Sullivan. Tyler, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Will? And, and honestly, not even that, not even the disappointment of the Dolphins not being that playoff contender. We don't even know who's going to be the quarterback right now. I mean, you know, it looks like it's not going to be Tua Tungavailoa. It could be Jacoby Brissett, so we're not even getting the young quarterback because, obviously, uh, Tua Tungavailoa dealing with that fracture in his left throwing hand. So, you know, that's another one where it's like, ah, man, this could have been what, – what, what could have been here, Will? What, what could have been? been? And I feel like you and I have drawn the short stick – or not the short stick. I mean, anybody talking about these primetime games has. But, like, every single week it feels like there's been somebody key in the game who has been – extremely questionable or you know it's like you can't like there's not i mean you, you can't bet on although i guess they have passing receiving props up they do. at caesars um for the dolphins because it's not like i mean the two of jacoby drop off you know is i mean it's there but it's not like incredibly significant not like jacoby percent has played particularly well. well i was talking about that with one of our editors on sunday when it was when the news was coming in where where tua wasn't going to be starting in the game and all of that it was going to be jacoby Brissett. i think the line maybe moved a point or two like, i mean like you know the dolphins <laughs> yeah it, it did not make a difference at all and then you know you go the previous week and Devonte adams is, is shaking up the whole line so you know the the market doesn't particularly like or think a lot of Tua Tungavailoa. Tua Tungavailoa, that's right. Uh, we will, of course, talk about the, this game from a betting perspective, a uh, props perspective, and then on YouTube we will talk about it from a DFS perspective. We are, that is a YouTube exclusive. Uh, you can, of course, watch us on YouTube every single Monday. Thursday and Sunday when there's a primetime game. Subscribe at youtube.com slash pick six. Turn on alerts. Like the video if you're watching right now. Comment with your best bet for Thursday Night Football and join us for live recaps every single primetime game. Plus, so like tonight, like 
we'll, we'll fire up right after the game ends and we'll you know chit chat for like 20 minutes but we're going to give away a bunch of brinson sucks hats on there so if you want to win one of those come hang with us uh and you can leave your name in the chat and then you'll be eligible to to win we also have a live pick show uh today at one o'clock and then on tuesdays at one o'clock ryan wilson hosts a youtube exclusive mock draft show that's right you can get all the Ryan Wilson you want and none of the Brinson if you really do believe that I suck, which is fine. Ravens, minus seven and a half on the road. The over-under here, 46 and a half. Notable injuries. Marquise Brown back at full practice on Tuesday, so he should be good to go. I guess I could see if the Ravens have updated their uh, – nope, nobody, nobody – don't, don't like to update the injury report, do they, Sully? Um, <laughs> Marquise Brown, good to go and with full practice on Tuesday, barring a setback. Latavius Murray was a DNP on Tuesday. Tavon Young and Brandon Williams, both DNPs on Tuesday. And Tuo was limited on Tuesday, of course, will know by – I mean, presumably by – uh, Wednesday, we, we record these on Wednesday at like three, like four o'clock in the afternoon, and somehow they don't have practice reports up. Um, and you, did you see anything uh, out there about Tua uh, other than? No, the only thing I saw on the Dolphins front was that uh, wide receiver Preston Williams, Brian Flores, did say that he would play this week, which when he was a healthy scratch last week. So kind of people were surprised, especially when Devontae uh, Parker was put on injured reserve. You thought there'd be more opportunities there for Williams, but no, he didn't end up playing. But it seems like he's going to play this week so just a you know probably a small thing for dfs more than anything but no nothing on tua okay um but yeah worth uh worth monitoring to see if tua is a go or not as far as this game goes i mean look it's kind of tough to take the dolphins right yeah yeah it's really tough but does something does need to give here you know it, it is interesting when you start to look at the trends a little bit obviously the ravens pretty big road favorites going into this one in this season they haven't won any of those games. They're 0-2 against the spread as a road favorite, and the Dolphins are 0-2 against the spread as a home underdog. So, hey. I mean, something does have to kind of kind of give here with these two teams. I would think it's going to be the Ravens. I, I just think that, again, it's tough to really keep up with this offense when you're going with a backup quarterback. And I like Jacoby Brissett. I think he's a perfectly fine Love backup quarterback. NC State guy. Former yeah, Pats guy, right? And former former Patriot, former NC State guy. I mean, this is the fan club right here. That's this right. Is- yeah, this is the the Jacoby Brissett uh, Venn diagram of like of, of, or the Venn diagram of Jacoby Brissett uh, football fans. I, I just I just have a hard time imagining them keeping up with an offense that has six point one yards per play, which is one of the best in the NFL this season. And the Dolphins are pretty much at the opposite end of that spectrum, four point seven yards per play, which is last in the NFL this season. So it's just. It's hard to imagine, no matter who's under center for them, that they'll be able to keep up. Yeah, it really is. Uh, worth noting in this game, by the way, that um, I need to look and see how far away Pompano Beach, Pompano Beach to Dolphin Stadium. It's like 35 miles, right? From, not from very Miami. far. We know who's from Pompano Beach, don't we? Yep. Lamar yep. Jackson. Yeah, it is not far at all. Just north of Fort Lauderdale, 39 minutes, so... There's going to be a significant amount of, one would assume, Lamar Jackson's family members and people who grew up rooting for Lamar Jackson who have become Ravens fans. Because, I mean, it, it, I mean, I think I would assume that, like, the whole city is a, you know, a pretty, like, Ravens fans, even though it's in Miami. Um, Absolutely. You know, like, uh, like in Louisville, Kentucky, they have, they get, they have a flagship Ravens station in Louisville, Kentucky because of Lamar. Like, like that's, like, the the Louisville fans are huge Ravens fans as a result. Um, and, you know, so we also have Hollywood Brown. You know how he got the name Hollywood? He's not from California. He's from Hollywood, Florida to Dolphin Stadium. Let's look. Uh, no, not Dolphin Swim. Dolphin Stadium. 
It's even closer. It's 23 minutes away, nine miles. You think Hollywood Brown's going to have some friends and family rolling in from Hollywood there? And like these dudes are going to want to show off for their homecoming. And well, I'll think- tell you this, Will. They already have, or at least Lamar Jackson already has. We've seen him 2019. 2019, 85 completion percentage, 324 yards passing, five touchdowns, and yeah. a perfect passer rating. So, again, he likes to play at home. That was the first game of the season, I believe. It was. He came was. out and made a statement of his, um, of his, of his MVP, of the MVP campaign. Uh, you know, I think that, um, I mean, I think that that, I think that was probably an underrated thing when we were when we were looking at that game back in 2019. And now you think about, it, you're like, oh, he wanted to show off for friends and family. Yeah, not only that, but he, again, he was beginning the year as the bona fide starting quarterback. They had taken the pretty much the entire offseason to reconstruct the offense around Lamar Jackson. That was his MVP season in 2019, yep. correct? Like that was That's correct. Know, pretty much the start of Lamar Jackson takeover becoming the guy there. Absolutely. So, again, it's just, you know, you always have that little extra oomph. You know, you find out about them, you know, you find out about these games. Oh, he's from down the street. He's got you know, a million friends and family there, and he wants to show out. He, there's that little extra juice. Obviously, these players bring it, you know, pretty much 100% every single week, but there's a there's a little added one when you're going home. For I, wonder, I wonder if Pete Prisco would poo-poo the idea that uh, that these guys get pumped up for that. He probably would because he always poo-poos anything that I say, like they're, like they're extra motivated. He's like, so what does that say about the rest of the time they're motivated? I'm like, Pete, it's not – I mean, like, you just – I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Like, I think they, I think they get more pumped up. To, yeah, to I, go home and play. I mean, I I know I I would do the same thing. Like if I was doing a live podcast in High Point, North Carolina, I'd bring the goods. You know, yeah. like I'd be. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I know it's not the same thing, obviously, but I, I mean, I like. I agree. I think I think Lamar goes in there. I think he and Hollywood Brown are amped up for this game. The Dolphins are not a very good defense. They will happily give up points. The Ravens are not exactly. Um, an elite defense this year, I don't believe. I, mean, well, just, I believe they're giving up the second most yards per play in the NFL. Yeah, they're 26 in DVOA as well. They're better against the run than they are against the pass, but Miami's not exactly uh, an electric passing offense. I lean towards the under here, 46 and a half, but I don't feel particularly great about it. I think the 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 way that um the way that I would look here is I mean, it's kind of like if the Ra- if the Dolphins can jump out to a lead somehow. Like, I mean, we and look, we've seen this the last few weeks in the in primetime games. Like the you know these these home home weird teams have jumped out to leads in primetime games, right? The Dolphins can easily have a trick play, get the ball first, score, get a stop, a pick six, whatever it is, you know, fi- you know, any anything, right? Uh, find a way to get to fourteen nothing somehow, and if that happens, I would I would think that the over is more in play because. The, the Ravens are less likely to to morph into their ground game. Um, if the Ravens get a lead, if the Ravens get a lead, I think th- I think the under is more likely in play because I, I just don't have as much faith in Miami's ex- you know, explosive pass offense, particularly with either a banged up Tua or Jacoby Brissett. Um, it's I mean it's you know, it's under fifty, so it's not a huge number, which is a little scary. And the Ravens are actually passing a lot more this year than they have in years past. Um, you know, this is a team that for you know leaned into the ground game you know like they wanted to have um you know their their stable of backs and lamar jackson and and grind you into dust and this year they have really been passing a lot more i also think there's a um a good case to be made that if lamar goes down there and lights us up by the way that he'll he'll leapfrog into the the lead for the mvp in the nfl yeah that's not out of the realm of possibility at all i mean right now i mean it's between 
Jackson. It's between probably who Tom, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Josh Allen are the favorites. Kyler Murray right yeah. there. Lamar, yeah. Justin Herbert. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty wide open. It's it's stealable if you're Lamar. Absolutely. Like from here on out, is you know, there's there's really no clear cut guy at the moment. There's just a bunch of people in that collection. So yeah, certainly Jackson could run out to it. In terms of in terms of this game, I mean, if it follows anything that we saw last week, I mean, underdogs were ten and four last week at mm. Caesars. So I mean, you know, you could you could absolutely see, you know, the Dolphins if it carries over. The Dolphins just have a crazy game. In terms of the total, I lean a little bit over just because. I, you know, you see the explosive ability in Baltimore's offense. And in, like you said, they have to pass a little bit more. And I think that that's more out of it, just not having the right personnel. You got to remember, J.K. Dobbins was supposed to be the running back for this yep. team. And now they've kind of had to scramble. You know, they got lucky for a few weeks with, with Tyson Williams. But they really just have been able to kind of piece it along with Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman. It's not who they want to have, so it's not surprising to hear that they're passing a little bit more. And ultimately, I just think that they're they're just an offense that has a little bit of a higher ceiling that can almost get you three-fourths of the way there anyways. he uh, Lamar is averaging over eight pass attempts per game more than he averaged last year, which is wow. kind of kind of stunning, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's a significant number. He's got seven interceptions already. Some, a couple of them have been pretty bad, but 13 passing touchdowns. Uh, finished with 26 passing touchdowns last year um, in, uh, in in 15 games. And I'm trying to look. Let's see. What did he um, – in 2019, when he won the MVP, he had 15 games. He was averaging 26.7 pass attempts per game. He's up to 33-plus on average this year. They're, they're just throwing the ball a lot more. He is completing a uh, – let's see. What is he at? He's at uh, 65%. Completing a high rate, he's averaging uh, 8.3 yards per attempt. He's throwing the ball down the field. He's looking sharp. Um, he's really Hollywood Brown has kind of taken a step forward as a true, uh, not a true, maybe not a true number one wide receiver, but a, a legitimate wide receiver. Whereas we thought he was just sort of a burner with questionable hands last year. And Mark Andrews has morphed into just a a, a, a monster at the tight end position. Even if he doesn't end up having huge games all the time, they run the ball a ton with Devontae Freeman and. And, which is you know something, uh, but and they, don't and don't sleep on Rashad Bateman, who's starting to come on a little yeah, bit this yeah. year too, for sure. Um, so yeah, I would. Uh, I I'm staying away from that total, but I, I like. Yeah. I think I like the Ravens kind of a lot here. Seven yeah, and a half. I, lo I love the. I love the Ravens. I'm with you. I'm. I'm I lean over, but I'm. I would probably stay away. The the Ravens are also a pretty good teaser piece if you don't mind leaving it open for a couple of days. Get them down to one and a half. Just you know. He's a, just they just need to win, right? Or you yeah. know, use him in a money line parlay, whatever one is better. Um, I could maybe be talked into the, the over, but right for right now, I'm 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 on the under. Uh, I'll, tell you this, way, I'll tell you this season really quickly. Yeah. The Ravens are five and three uh, with the over. Oh, okay, and yeah, I mean if they're passing a bunch and their defense isn't playing very well, Miami could pretty easily put up points um, on Baltimore. So. Don't don't let me deter you from betting. Not you, but like the general uh, listening public. Don't let me deter you from taking the over if you like it. Just something about Baltimore and Miami just feels very undery. But I, I mean, the Ravens could hang fifty on Miami if they if they're if they're feeling like it. If Lamar's and Mar and Hollywood are feeling the homecoming, I mean, they could put up monster numbers against this team. I believe fifty is what they hung in that week one game. Again, we don't have to keep pointing that it's not exactly going to translate. But just you know, we're saying this translates pretty well. You know, I mean, they're, they're going home. Nine. 59 to 10 was the final score. 643 yards, 378 passing yards, 265 rushing yards. And coming into that game, um, oh, by the way, 
two first quarter touchdown passes from Lamar to Hollywood. Hmm. Interesting. Muy interesante. Yeah, I'm not taking that. I'm not getting near that under. Um, even even Robert Griffin, Lamar was 17 to 20 for 324 yards, five touchdowns with a perfect passer rating. Robert Griffin came in and mop duty went six to six for 55 and a touch. Like John Harbaugh's not scared to let his dude go out there and show out for his family. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, this is kind of, you know, they're, they're definitely one of those teams that is more than happy to not not necessarily run up the score, but run up the score. They're, they're, not, ready they're to go not, not afraid to to be aggressive. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's uh let's take a quick break and when we come back, we will do props. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, so props in this game. Uh, you could probably guess from the way that we described, the way that we talked about the game, uh, what sort of direction we might go with said props. Um, I actually wrote down Lamar Jackson over rushing yards as one. 63 and a half. Uh, you've got Lamar Jackson over passing yards, 232 and a half. And I love that as well. I might actually, oh, no, I wrote, did I write down rush yards or pass yards? I wrote down pass yards. Never mind. I'm an idiot. Okay. Cool. I was going to say the rush yards it concerns me a little bit just because short week, they've had to run them a lot. They're coming off that overtime win against the Minnesota Vikings. I wonder how much they're going to expose them to the running game if they can avoid it, especially against the team where they can throw a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I was looking at, well, I guess what I was looking at was, let's see, where's, I lost my place in 2020, 2021. Lamar game logs, I was looking at, he, the last two weeks, he started to pick up the running a lot more. Mm. Um, really over, well, I mean, I guess he had that lull against Detroit and Denver where he only ran seven times each game. The last four weeks, um, he's, he's averaging, what was he averaging? He's averaging 13.8 rush attempts per game and 80.3 rush yards per game. Of course, that's buoyed by 100, 121 carries last week and 120 rush yards in a furious comeback against Minnesota. And maybe you're, maybe you're onto something there, Sully. Maybe it's simply, um, you know, they were in comeback mode. He's having to take off and run a bunch. It was a furious, fast game. Uh, so, yeah, if this is a blowout, he's probably not going to not going to run a ton. And the other thing too is, and you noted this before the break too, they're just passing a lot more. I mean, he's gone over this passing yard total uh, every single time this season, except for once. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, it's not like That's this is a low a, number. It's just, a, yeah, exactly. It's just a low number. You know, I think I'm, it's, I'm betting that right now. I think his rushing attempts was sitting around like nine points. Nine and a half. Yeah. So like, you know, I don't really want to mess around with, 
you know, predicting a double digit, you know, carries for him on a short week and a game where, again, it could get out of hand. They could get to a lead here. And if they do, you start in that game back in week one in 2019. He really didn't run a lot. Yeah. No, he ran three times for six yards. You're right. All right. Okay, that's actually what happened. I wrote down rush yards at first in the in the in the rundown. I was looking at it, but then when I actually sent him in, I sent in pass yards and the pass touchdowns over. That put pass touchdowns over. I'm seeing it up uh, all the way up now at minus one fifty six to get to two passing touchdowns. I mean, that's a lot. It's minus one thirty over at Caesars. That is a at minus one thirty. That is a slammer. Yeah, hit like, that. That's a that's a free. I mean, not a free bet. I mean, because we could see Devontae Freeman punch him in, but. You know, we look at that 2019 game and again, talk about it being a homecoming. They want to pass more, want to show off what he can do as a passer in this game. And uh, the pass yards number, by the way, up to 228 and a half now. Oh, no, down to 228 and a half. Come down. Oh, well, seems like it's coming down. I don't care. I'll hit it. That doesn't make any sense. I think it was like 223 earlier today. I mean, I just like the over. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to take that over. Uh, that over as well so we're both on that i mean for all the reasons we talked about before and you've got mark andrews over receptions too right yeah it's three and a half or at least when i saw it i mean i just think again that's just a number that's a little too low for somebody who is arguably the number one pass catching option for them in the offense i mean it's him or marquise brown he's gone over in all but two games this season and uh, i believe he's averaged nine targets in the last three weeks so it's not like you're asking him to be you know, this most efficient guy, if he's getting, you know, five targets a game, four targets a game, you got to just have a perfect day. He's getting nine targets or roughly nine targets. That's an inefficient day, roughly, if you're talking about four receptions there. And they also, the other thing with this one that I like, Miami's averaging 5.3 catches to opposing tight ends this season. Yeah, they've been, I was looking at that too. They've been, that's why I've got on my, on my list, Andrews, anytime touchdown, it's a uh, plus 135, you know, you can get you can bet him first touchdown at seven to one, which is nice, but I'll take any time touchdown on Andrews because yeah, you know, just because it's it's I, I think that's a pretty likely outcome to happen. I would be really surprised if the doll if the if the Ravens don't have you know four four plus touchdowns here. I mean, I think you know they're getting to 28. That would it would shock me if they didn't. The over three and a half is minus one seventy. That's a lot of I don't yeah. I don't I don't hate the over at all. Like I think he gets over that. That's just yeah, an the value insane, isn't great. Yeah, it's the same amount of juice. I, I see a uh, over under out. I mean, just this is what I got on my local is over under four and a half. The over four and a half receptions at plus one ten, which I don't really help. I don't. Like you said they're just projecting four receptions. Or the market is sort of projecting four receptions for Andrews, which I still think feels kind of low. Yeah, I think again, you know, he's averaging nine targets a game. You're talking about being, you know, just okay like mediocre efficiency wise like it's not like you know if he comes up with four or five catches that's you know it's still a good day if you're, if you're talking about somebody who's probably going to have you know some targets over the middle of the field very catchable balls you know you're talking about a six catch day that's kind of what i'm looking at where it's like all right that's not out of the realm of possibility here i believe yeah, he's, he's double digit targets. Five, 5.3 catches per game which is bolstered you know obviously when they do these props a lot of time they're using yeah. the median and not the the average yeah. uh you know that's bolstered by his 11 catch explosion game against indianapolis on that monday night when he had 11 catches 147 yards and two touchdowns i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that both he and marquise brown can eat in the spot and have and have Absolutely. huge games yeah um i've got uh Savan Ahmed over rush yards, which I believe has probably moved up at 13 and a half. It's a, it's a slammer. If it gets up to like 17 or something like that, I don't know that you take it. The, if you look at what the dolphins have done the last few weeks, they, see, sorry, uh, Miami had 
have basically went away from uh, Salvin Ahmed last week. He had four carries for six yards, but he had the last three weeks before that, seven carries for 22, seven carries for 26, seven carries for 22. Not big, not big afternoons at the office, right? Like he's not going to go huge, but a really consistent number of carries that he had gotten. And then in, for whatever reason against Houston, they decided to try and make Miles Gaskin the, the bell cow back. He had 20 carries for what's that a robust 34 yards and a time mean, he scored a touchdown but that's just horrendous six catches for 23 yards was I mean, it wasn't used at all and i would guess that given the inefficiency of um of, of gaskin there that they dial that back and even things out a little bit and that's a pretty good number at 13 and a half you really just need i mean what, I mean, what do we need here five carries to get to you know I mean, you're talking, you're talking about a series where he's just kind of the guy and they're going tempo and he's just getting a lot of touches. You can easily see where that happens. I, I mean, even if he averages three yards a carry, which is absolutely horrendous, five catches, five five carries get you there. Yeah. I think he gets five carries. Uh, and so, I would, I, in fact, I would bet that that number is – let's see if it's moved up at all. Um, total rushing yards. Caesar just changed around their props, and it is difficult. Uh, it's up to 14 and a half over is minus 140. I'd still take that. Uh, we can, but I mean, I'm going to, I mean, for the, for the purposes of this podcast, I guess I graded on 14 and a half minus 146. That's what it's at, but that's, that's fine. I think up to like 16 is, is, is perfectly good. Um, Oh yeah, you've got one more as well. Yeah. Lastly, is uh, Jalen Waddle total? Uh, re- I said pa- uh, passing yards. Obviously, he's not receiving. passing; it's receiving yards. I just, I just can't type uh, sixty and a half. To me, again, if they're going to be down in this game, they're going to be passing a lot more. And who's the guy that can be that explosive piece in that offense? It's Jalen Waddle. And, and again, he's gone over this in three of his last four games. The one game he missed it, he had eleven targets. He just couldn't really haul him in. I think he had four receptions in that game. He's looked at a ton, whether it's Tua Tunga Vailoa or Jacoby Brissett. To me, the volume will be there. It's just a matter of can he actually be efficient with his catches and going up against the Ravens defense that hasn't been particularly great. So, you know, this one I, I do like from a multiple multiple reasons. Um, great. I don't mind that at all. Uh, by the way, before we get into first touchdown performer, let's just look back really quickly at our Bears and Steelers props. I meant to do that before. Can we uh, check that out? Let's see. Let's see what we got on props. Cole Komet over receiving yards. Check. Uh, Najee Harris over rushing yards. We both missed, but that's not our fault. No. Uh, Justin Fields over rushing yards. Did he get there? He no, but I'm boy, I'm pretty sure he did. I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Ben Roethlisberger. That one did, I got, yeah. That one did not work out well. Yeah, it did not work out well. that one. Pat Freermuth, uh, Fryermuth over 35 and a half. Bing. Uh, and also, I said on the podcast, I don't. it wasn't written down there, but I think I said, Commit over receptions and receiving yards, yeah. or at least somebody texted me. It was like, come at bam early. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah. Did I say that on the podcast? I mean, I bet it. I bet over receptions and over receiving yards. Um, and then that Najee Harris over rushing attempts got, got it was a little, it, he had nine in the first quarter and then it took a little while to get there, but yeah. it, it got there pretty easily. Um, Not a okay. good week for us. Yeah. Very good week for us. Let's uh, we got Yeah, that's right. We had a big Thursday and a, I guess now we want it to be a big, Monday into Thursday, so let's. Yes. Uh, it's a let's it's a weird out. it's a weird crossover. We're the bridge. Yeah. We're the bridge into the yeah. week. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, yeah, I talk to you. Like I talk to we talk twice a week, and it's for it's you know it's 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 during the same actual week, but it's for different weeks, which is yeah. very discombobulating. Uh, so back to the Dolphins and Ravens. Let's look at our first touchdown picks here. 
I mean, I'll be honest, like, again, this is a thing that's really happened in the last six weeks where they have shrunk the crap out of these markets. And it's very frustrating. There's not a ton of value out there. You know, you're having to bet like it, you, it used to be the, you would see Devonte Adams would be eight to one for a Packers game. And it was like, like they had finally got Devonte Adams into eight to one. He was like the only guy who was that low. And now it's just, everybody is under that number because I think they just were getting, I think the sports books are just getting kind of hit with these a lot. Yeah. And so you have Devonte Freeman plus five seventy five Cause he is the lead running back on the team favored by seven and a half points. Mark Andrews, seven to one, Lamar Jackson, seven to one, Marquise Brown, eight to one, Miles Gaskin, eight to one. I mean, yeah, like, look at this. Andrews is already down 50 cents since, you know, since I sent those in this afternoon. Jalen Waddle, 11 to one, Mike Gusecki down to 11 to one. Boo. Is Le'Veon Bell playing this week? He is. Yeah. 14 to one. I mean, what are we doing? Sammy Watkins, 16 to one. What are we doing here? Yeah. Rashad Bateman, 19 to one. Uh, anything, what stands out to you here, Sully? To me, I guess Gasicki is one. If you're looking at somebody from the Dolphins, if, if there's a little bit of value there, it, I had it at 12 to 1. You can get it 11 to 1, like you said right now. The one to me, and again, it's, you know, it used to be that you could get this at a better number, but Marquise Brown plus 850. I, I just have a feeling we got this homecoming narrative going on. That one is the most, that's the one I'm probably most excited about going into this game just because we talked about it the homecoming there's a history that both of those guys him and Lamar Jackson showing out in those games and would it surprise you at all if they just you know come out of the gates early they get the ball and they take a couple of deep shots just to make a statement wouldn't surprise me at all not wouldn't surprise me at all um I'll tell you this I like uh I mentioned uh uh excuse me um Market injuries anytime touchdown. I just actually literally just bet as we're as we're speaking at uh, plus one fifty for anytime touchdown. Uh, I also like Hollywood Brown plus one twenty anytime touchdown. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. I mean, we're hanging this on the two thousand nineteen argument that these guys went down there for a statement game to open the season. They're playing in their hometown. They're playing in front of their friends and family, uh, and they wanted to show off, and they did with two early touchdowns in that game. I I agree with you. I, I'll add. I'll I'll be betting Hollywood Brown for first touchdown just because I mean eight and a half to one like I don't think that's that great but that narrative for me is is pretty strong the idea that that these two guys are like look let's like we're taking they're talking to Harbaugh they're talking to Greg Roman they're cooking up some shots to take early in the game because they've seen the formula work with a better by the way Miami Dolphins team I think well maybe you're like yeah had to be better than this crap they're rolling up this year where. You get up on them early and you can just pile it on and it and it's over. So I like I like that look a lot. Somehow first touchdown is off on my site. What's going on here? Boo. Anyway, uh, I like Gasecki. We both have Gasecki. If you think it's a Dolphins touchdown, eleven to one, not I mean, I guess it's not terrible. You think that if Devontae Freeman at five and a half to one, we get Kaseki at like fifteen to one or something like right. that. Right. I was gonna say under you know previous circumstances, you're you're talking about I don't know, 18 to one, you know, 20 to one for somebody yeah, like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. And now Kaseki's been really good though. Uh, so, oh yeah. He's been great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like Brown, Kaseki and Andrews. I actually think there's like a little bit of value maybe in Lamar at, um, at, at seven and a half to one. I mean, that you, you know, you would think he'd be the guy who's five to one. I guess he yeah. hasn't been running quite as much uh, in, in the, you know, in the red zone, but Still, Lamar Jackson, 7-1, he could get there. But I think there's two main pass catchers for Lamar and then Gusecki are, are the three guys that I would target. And maybe I'll you know, maybe we'll take a look at somebody a little further down the board later. Um, all right. That's uh that's it for the for the the gambling and the and the props. If you want to hear us talk about DFS for this game, 
spoiler, you might want to have Lamar Jackson. Uh, head on over to YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. If you're watching on YouTube now, stay where you are and uh, hit that like button if you haven't already. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.